Hey, this is Kiran Nagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Trish Martin with us. Trish is a speaker, executive life coach, and a consultant. Her passion is leading people to success, and she has been doing this for over three decades. Trish, welcome to the show. I am thrilled to be here. Thank you. Excited to know about the journey. What made you an entrepreneur that you are today? So I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit, and I started my first little business at 12 years old, and I learned so much from that little experience—the good, the bad, the ugly—and managing. But I also realized at that time that the most powerful gift one can give oneself, give to others, is that belief and that freedom to try to find their place in the world. And that 12-year-old experience was really. Really what set me off on the trajectory of my life. And uh, being a speaker, what are your keynotes? What do you often speak on? So I speak on a few different things, and thank you so much for asking. I address um, independent contractors on building a referral-based business and how relationships are integral to building a successful business. I speak to executive leadership about the power of recruiting and retaining and how office and corporate culture and community affect one's success in doing that. And then I I also speak about overcoming internal obstacles that sometimes we set up roadblocks for ourselves, but they're not real roadblocks, right? They're really what the story is that we've been telling ourselves forever. And how do you disrupt that story to go on to achieve what it is that you have your eyes set upon? And tell us about the last part that you have said. Can you please elaborate on what stories do we tell ourselves, and what are the best stories to tell ourselves to be successful? Yes, and I might use a client as an example of that, if that makes sense. So sometimes the stories that we tell ourselves are that we don't deserve a seat at the table, that we're not capable, that that kind of achievement is meant for someone else and not for us. That person who did what we would like to do had some extra support, some extra talent, some financial wherewithal. But the reality is that that's often not the case. What they do have is internal drive and belief in who they are and what they want to accomplish. So how do you shift that story? Because you know the stories that we've been listening to our entire lives are really, really powerful and they hold a lot of sway over what it is we do or we don't do. So the first thing I do about shifting the story is I have my clients ask themselves, what is the worst thing that would happen if they tried to achieve that goal? What is the best thing that could happen if they tried to achieve that goal? And what is the most likely thing to happen? Because very often it's the unknown. So the fear of the unknown coupled with the belief of the stories that we tell ourselves make us stop hard in our tracks from chasing our dream. So we shift the story to, if I did this, here's the best thing that could happen. I deserve to be at that place. I may not have the tools and the structure I need but I will find out where to get them. So it's empowering with a forward-thinking mindset as opposed to staying locked. For some people, not moving forward and using that story as the reason they don't allows them to not experience failure because people are pretty much failure avoidant. Terrified of being a failure. And of course, there is no failure for anyone unless and until you stop trying. So as you have mentioned that it is important for one, change stories that they're telling to themselves, right? And you have mentioned there are best ways changing those stories are by... Mm -hmm. Predicting what is the future, what could be the future, possible best outcome, possible worst outcome, and the likeliness of 
differences can you tell us about the coach life that you have been living you are also an executive life coach so what people do you think are most suited for learning more about you so i think the people that are most suited for learning more about me there there are two tiers one is someone who wants to get to this place Mm-hmm. and their story is blocking them. They're on an executive track. That's their goal. They're on a leadership track, but they're not sure that they have the skills. They don't yet haven't harnessed the skills and they haven't really understood or learned how to be a true leader. Some people are born as being a natural leader. You know, I, I feel very fortunate that because of my authenticity and the way I interact with people, leadership has come easily to me. So I like to share it. So one fit for me are natural clients who are on the leadership trajectory trajectory or would like to be. The other fit for me are, I mentioned independent contractors, but are solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, people who are trying to launch their own business or who are working on their own. And when you're working on your own, you may have the drive and the determination and the grit. You might not have enough difference of opinions. You might not have a sounding board. You might not have someone to help you fine tune. And very often a roadblock to success for people comes when they are not willing to listen to feedback. And when you're a solopreneur or an independent contractor, it's hard to have that feedback. It's hard to find it. It's hard to secure it. And that's one side. The other side, which is probably my favorite, and um, if I get to share a coaching success story, I will share one that relates to this, are people that are coming into their professional careers without the education that they believe they have to have, without the financial background or familial support or, you know, connections and a network that will help them get there is helping people. You know, there is a place for everyone and incredible success is available. It's just that you need to know where to begin and then how to stay that course. You know, how to like just keep moving forward despite what people may be telling you about the impossibility of your dreams. Yes. And how do you focus on the work that needs to be done? And as I've mentioned, the word needs, because there is a lot of work for entrepreneurs, right? How do you prioritize and how do you get the work done on a daily basis? Yes. So interestingly enough, one of my newer clients is an entrepreneur. And the problem that she's having is that her imagination runs wild. So she's here Mm -hmm. and she sees way up there what she wants it to be. So she's doing the things she would be doing if she were there already, mm-hmm. but she's not laying down the foundation and doing the hard work and the, and probably the least pleasurable work of building the foundation of one's business because she's already wanting to be there. So what we do is we map out, you know, everyone talks about three-year goals and five-year goals and 10-year goals. And I don't work off of goals. I work off of vision. You know, what is your three-year vision? What do you see in three years? What do you need to do today, the next year to get there? And then from three, we go to five. And from five, we go to 10. Because more often than not, when people can visualize Mm. who they will be and what they want to accomplish, then mapping out and doing all of that work that no one ever really wants to do, because that's not the glory, right? The glory isn't getting your hands dirty and working those long days. The glory is the achievement. But even once you achieve something, there's still more to go. You know, so how do you continually raise that bar for yourself? Yes. And sometimes 
you don't feel like working but you still have to work right so yes about those days how do you take care of the mindset on those days and how do you get the work okay so this is so easy it's so simple that it, it it's a little embarrassing but you know when you want to lose weight mm-hmm. or you want to go to the gym and work out and you put it off mm-hmm. and then you put it off or you go one day and you don't do it consistently and then i ask my clients if that were you if if you were in that situation wanting to lose weight wanting to become fit and you put it off now talk to yourself five months down the road of putting it off where would you be in five months had you not put it off had you stuck to your diet had you gone to the gym and it's the same thing with your profession if you don't do something today you can't see the results down the road and if that's not a motivator then you need to question what what it is that you're trying to achieve very true very true and the word five months exactly hits to the point because sometimes six months sound too often that people take it for granted but five months is something which is very captivating if you can tell us about passion so following your passion is the new thing right if you can tell us what exactly how do one finds passion and uh, in entrepreneurship there are so many aspects to it so how do one go about it Okay so passion is one of the most overused words like love mm-hmm. people use these words they throw them around passion doesn't show up i mean very few of us are lucky enough to at you know 2 years old 3 years old 10 years old to know i want to play the piano i want to dance i want to run a business i want to, you know you don't know what your passion is more often than not that's the importance of good parenting as well to expose your children mm-hmm. to many different interests but passion as an adult comes from trying things and finding what really moves you and one of the things you had said you we would might talk about is how did i end up being a coach because i had an amazing career as an entrepreneur amazing success i had an amazing career as a managing director wow. and what i realized was what i loved most about those two things i found my passion i've always had a little bit of passion but i found my real passion mm-hmm. later and that is to help people succeed so my message to people is that sometimes passion doesn't just you know land on your head and you know what it is or sometimes you think you know what it is and as you're trying to chase it you find out it's something else so finding one's passion is really not focusing on finding your passion but authentically and presently taking some risks trying new things following what might be the dream in the moment because as human beings we evolve and we change and our interests change and our abilities change and our knowledge changes and so to think that you're going to find this one passion I think is misguided i think you find that passion but then that evolves and it takes you into other places and and what your passion is and what motivates you will change wow trish tell us about social media how do you look at social media are you on tiktok do we see you dancing there do you make videos what is it okay so i do and i haven't done it for today every thursday i do a little video clip and i post it on my website and i post it on uh, facebook and instagram every once in a while on tiktok of course i post it on linkedin lately interestingly enough we are renovating our kitchen so if you hear any hammering or banging or whatever that would be why and i have been doing every day an update on the kitchen mm-hmm. renovation process with lessons and tips and guidance and interestingly enough to me that has driven business to me it's just me being me and sharing advice 
space. So I do use social media, but I would never tell anyone I'm, I'm still figuring it out. But what I have figured out is that you don't need to reach the masses and your audience might not be 6 million people or 100,000 people. It might be much smaller than that. So if you're using social media mm -hmm. to build your business and not to change your business or to start a different business, then you must focus on speaking to your audience. If you're looking to become an influencer and you want to get sponsorships, then that changes what you do on social media. Then you dance. Then you yell advice okay. into the screen. As a matter of fact, my Thursday for today is like, why is everyone yelling advice at us? If we need that advice, we're going to hear you. Wow. Simply wow. So three decades of experience, right? Tell us about the best thing that you remember right now at this moment that has happened uh, over this way. So when I was a single mother, and I was sharing this because it's important, and I was, you know, working to pay the bills, working to pay the bills, I wanted to make sure my kids had shoes and they could go to summer camp. And I enrolled them in hockey, which I couldn't afford at the time. And I joined the board and I volunteered. And one day, my mentor in business said to me, you need to start your own business. You're so good at what you do, and you could change it and do something even bigger. So I figured it out. And on the board with me were five billionaire men, because wow. hockey is expensive, right? Five seasoned business professional men. And I went in and I said, I have the best board of advisors here. I'm going to speak to them about what I want to do. And when I shared my idea, the response I got was, oh, Trish, you know, you've got three young kids and bills to pay. And if I were you, I would focus and revisit this when they get out of college because, you know, starting a business is really hard. And I remember thinking, wait, 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 what? Only you guys can start a business and mm -hmm. I can't start a business. And that was my motivation. And I went on mm -hmm. to create a multi-million dollar business, not a billion dollar business, but a really successful business. And I handled all of clients around the world. Wow. Tiffany and Company is the one everyone knows. Every time they renovate, a store. I was in charge of their team and I would lead their team to plan out the project. But I did that, but not just on my own. I did that with a fabulous mentor who helped me understand business because I didn't understand business. And I did it by hiring strategically people who could fill the gaps of doing what I wasn't good at. So by those guys, those billionaire men, it just spurred me on. And that's why my favorite coaching clients are those that don't have someone to help them and guide them. And if I may share a story about one of my hallmark successes, I hired this gal who was a high school dropout and she was a barista. And every morning before I went to my little office, I would get coffee and I could tell this girl was brilliant. And I hired her and she worked for me until I closed my business to go and launch a not-for-profit. But I helped her get her GED and I helped her begin to get her college diploma, but she didn't get it, but she got some college education, helped her with her wedding, helped her get her first apartment. And then we kind of stayed in touch. And, and I found her a job when I closed my business. She's still at that position, but she wasn't recognized for what she was doing. So I coached her, mm -hmm. not because I'm so good at what I do, although I'm very good at it, because she wanted it. And she was coachable. And she is now CFO of the company. And she got a 67% salary increase, which has changed her wow. life. And I am so proud of that because that's an example of someone who needs coaching, who needs guidance and is hungry for it, wants it. 
and applies it. And and a lot of clients, sometimes I don't keep them too long when they come to me and I know that I'm making them feel like they're making progress and taking action, but they don't do anything between our sessions. So one thing I would say if someone reaches out to me is that my perfect client is someone motivated enough to do the hard work because coaching is only the first part of what drives success, right? The client then rolling out what we talk about and making change and taking steps forward is what creates their success. Yes, Rich. And what's the most amazing way of reaching out to you? Best way to reach out to you? Oh, I'm sorry. That's very easy. It's Trish at TrishMartin.com. My website is TrishMartin.com where you can book a free 30-minute discovery call with me and we can just talk about where someone might be and what I might be able to do for them. Thank you so much, Trish. It was wonderful speaking with you today. Thank you for having me. I loved sharing this because I forget how passionate I become. You are totally passionate about what you're doing and I hope to see you again on the show on the episode second. But for now, Trish, I'll let you go. Thank you so much, Trish, for being on the show. You're welcome. I am your host, Kiran Nagrath, signing off. You guys take care. Bye, guys.